The second thing about whole working with people that is helping, yeah. trying to help them is sometimes you work with people who are toxic. And I'm going to say something here sure. that I thought about when we were talking about this subject and we were meditating on how, what we could share. If I knew that I was going to be in a situation at work mm-hmm. that wasn't going to get fixed and there was no way to get a mediator and I was going to have to stay in a situation where there was a lack of integrity and a lack of energy that was, and I even I hate to use it, but a proper, sweet, humble, godly spirit, a.k.a. bringing good energy. Sure. I'd probably move on. Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host... Dad, um, Pete Weary. Uh, and I don't know if we ever talked about that. PJ is Peter Jr. That came up in the men's Bible study I was in on really? Monday. They were like, yep. what's uh, first thing they asked, what's PJ stand for? You know, no, it, was, um, it needs to be more so. What's PJ stand for? There you go. Do you know why you named PJ? Yes, but you can tell everybody because I think the story's hilarious. My sister dated a guy who was 15, when I was 15 years old, something like that. I can't remember how old I was. And I remember I liked him. His name was PJ LeFay. And uh, I said, man, when I have a kid, I'm going to call him Peter Jr. just so I can call him PJ. I didn't really even care about having a junior. I just liked the idea of calling somebody PJ. So yeah, there you go. It's been a good name. I've only met a couple PJs in my lifetime. So that's a, that's a blessing. Good. And, uh, well, anyways, let's yeah. talk about today's topic. Um, how to identify and deal with toxic people. Is that because your mom and I moved in with you that we're doing this subject? When you, <laughs> you sent me the idea. I was like, oh, no. I hope I can stay, but mom may be out. No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I... We, I we just, went there. We went there. Well, uh, yeah, I did. I did. So, no, I think this is a great subject. I think it's very, very um, important, very, very relative uh, to or um, what was going on in this world today. You know, it, it, we can relate to it because uh, there's a lot of toxicity yeah. in this world right now. Yeah. So I think, well, first of all, we can talk about how we, how do we identify them. And then, you know, you brought this up and this is true. One of the nice things about being a business owner for me is I immediately, when I first gave you this topic was like, how do you remove toxic people from your life? And if you're working for someone else, you don't always have that option. So I, I think generally, if we're talking about a truly toxic person, well, we can talk about the identification aspect, but sometimes you have to work with them and how, what's the best way to work with a toxic person? So, so the, I love that yeah. you brought that up because yeah. that's sometimes you don't have the option. I'm going to, we're going to, I think the first thing we do need to do is to identify, but I actually said to you how to work with somebody that's toxic and right away, everybody's going, Oh, you mean being in the situation where you work with them at, at a job? Yes. And then also how to try to help them. You know, and that's what I mean by working with them, because you may be able to help. Now, the truth is you may not. So we can deal with that, too. So I think the first thing, as you said, we need to talk about how to identify somebody that's toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that that's really good. Um, So when you first think about that, what are some of the characteristics characteristics that you think of? So John Gordon has a great book. And the really cool thing would be if I knew which one it was, but I do know that he says this in one of his books and I see college basketball coaches talk about it. I probably heard the the phrase probably six years ago. Um, 
as I walked into the University of Central Florida basketball facility, the head coach at that time had a sign up that said, beware of energy vampires. Yeah. And I think that's one of the number one character traits of somebody that's toxic. They don't bring energy. They uh, suck the life out of you. They energy. take energy. They do. They take it. Yeah. And uh they might even know they're doing it, and they may not know they're doing it. Yeah. I think sometimes they do, and they don't care, and then there's others they don't know, and that's what I would say. You can maybe work with somebody like that and say, hey, do you realize this is what, what happens? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that would be one of the... They don't provide energy. They take away energy. They're they're takers, not givers. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other area. They, yeah. They, they expect they're entitled. They are... Uh, and by the way, I think there's some roots to this. One of the greatest things I was thinking about this this morning, um, I was driving over, and very frankly, folks, I was driving over to go golfing, and I don't know why I thought of this this morning, but there are character traits and so forth, but there are roots and then those yeah. fruits. That's one of the best lessons I ever learned uh, while we were at Northland. Yeah. You know, there are fruits of, you know, uh, just different uh, maybe sins or battles or challenges people have, but the roots are usually guilt or fear or anger um, or hurt, and they're deep, and you have to dig those out. And that may be part of the reason folks would struggle with being um, energy vampires, which would really be people that are toxic. Yeah, and I, I like, you know, people talk about red flags. I think it's an easy way to talk about something like this. Um so givers uh, and takers, and I think there's an important thing to talk about. Uh, this is something you can really un only understand over time, generally speaking. Sometimes okay. someone marks themselves out immediately, but sometimes people are going through a tough time yep. and they need help, Yeah. right? And so uh, probably don't want to start a relationship with someone who's immediately just taking a lot, right? Uh, that's a bad sign. But if you've... Uh, had a good relationship with someone for years and then they go through a tough time. Don't just like cut somebody out. Like we don't shoot our wounded. That's not helpful. No, um, there's, there's a need for grace and mercy. And everyone has times where they need to take. Exactly. Yes. And so, but one of the, and I, I saw this, uh, I, we've been looking at TikTok in order to help with social media uh, for our agency. And uh, one of the ones that was really good actually like good relationship advice was um, set clear boundaries. Don't be afraid to set those clear boundaries. And the people that uh, the people who are good for you will respect those boundaries and appreciate those boundaries. And the people who are like good red flag for a toxic person is the person who gets upset when you set boundaries. Yeah. So like if you're like, no, so, you know, Thursday night, I'm going to spend time with my family. They like, ought to oh. embrace that if they've got an understanding of what life's about, that people would say, oh, they need balance in their life and they need to invest in their family. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm talking to high level leaders, a.k.a. coaches, but also other areas. And they're all striving for balance with their family because we now live in a scenario where people are able to be. Um, I almost want to say apprehended 24 hours a day, yeah, 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 laid yeah. hold on and until you make some decisions to make sure you set up those boundaries, you know, you're, you're really uh, making yourself vulnerable to getting uh, some really tough situ situations. Yeah. And that's where you see, I mean, it's actually, and, and this depends on your personality, right? But I think most people 
or many people tend to feel more obligation than they really have to a person. And there are people who will latch on to those felt obligations that aren't real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone invites you over to their house, that's an invitation. It's not an obligation. And so, so the kind of people get upset about that. Anyways, go ahead. No, I think it's very, very real. I think that whole statement of uh, invitation and obligation, like <clears throat> just numerous areas of my ministry now, I'm either serving some people. I have some people that partner with me and they, they literally give to what we're doing. They don't have to give to me. Yeah. They, I, they, people don't have to serve me. Yeah. People don't have to, that they choose to do that. That's, that's when it's special and it's, you're blessed. And I don't have to be, I don't have to go over anybody's house. Yeah. I choose to, to invest in people and for them to invest in me. But again, that goes back to your boundaries. Like there's sometimes it's just, it's not wise to go over to somebody's house yeah, you know, or whatever the, the, the boundary may be. Whether it's family or even for yourself, like I just need a quiet night at home. You know, I mean, like if you're listening to something like, Hey, I'm not married. I don't have a family. Like it's okay for you to be at home alone and, and just be like, I'm not going out with my friends. And if, they, and if your friends are, there's joking and there's also like, Hey, we'll miss you. That's okay. But if that person holds that against you, that, that's, that's dangerous. Well, they're clearly toxic. Yeah. They're, <laughs> not, they're not thinking what's best for you or for what's best for everybody. Yeah. They're only thinking about themselves. And that's obviously uh, a great character. Well, it's, it's a poor character trait that is greatly to be seen in people that are toxic is they're usually battling being selfish because it's about them at that point. Yeah. Uh, how they talk to you about other people is probably how they talk to other people about you. Right. That's another indicator. Yeah. I mean, I mean and obviously that can be yeah. positive, but uh, right. like if, the, if they're complaining, yeah. It, it's interesting because even as we're saying this, I, I think our listeners are probably going, Hey, I can identify toxic people. Yeah. Uh, I, and they may go, cause I got like three or four of them that are around me right now. But, um, you, you need to be aware of maybe you're being toxic. I was just going to go there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. If, you're, <laughs> if you're looking for toxic people, that's a toxic way to live. So, you know, um, it should not be the norm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a that's a much bigger topic. I think it, it has come up in some, sometimes the word toxic is used uh, unhelpfully, and sometimes it is used helpfully. Uh, there's a whole thing there uh, where different subcultures use it different in different ways. Um, but in in this case, what we're talking about are people who I think will uh, I, I, I think of the proverbs, the com- a companion of fools will be destroyed. And there are literally people who, if you allow them to go into your inner circle, and you feel that need to keep them there, that they will make your life. Um, become something it should not. So I appreciate you um, saying that because I think we need to go back to the roots of truth and that's the word of God. And, you know, a companion of fools will be destroyed. Um, The whole chapter of uh, Proverbs 27, open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. Iron sharpens iron. There is verse after verse in there. Beware of the loud person that, you know, uh, flatters and yet they don't have substance to them. So there, there's some rules of, I guess, engagement in friendship. Yeah. And if 
you know, one of those is uh, you got to be aware of that person that is not um, willing to rebuke you kindly and openly and be faithful mm-hmm. with a, a wound as a friend. I uh, had a conversation with somebody yesterday and pointed out a couple of things. I was very direct and um, I felt like they were deflecting the whole time. And I feel for them because I think right now they're dealing with some struggles in their own heart. And I think that's the second place we kind of talked about this. How do you handle working with people that are toxic? Now, you said something. You said, well, one of the privileges you own your own company, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might say, I get to choose. Mm, you might have some people that, you, and if you are listening to this podcast and you are connected with Candid Goat, we think everybody's wonderful. <laughs> no, you might. You, yeah. You, if somebody disagrees with me, it doesn't mean they're toxic. Right. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. But if I have somebody that I'm working with and they have some toxicity in them, in other words, hurt, anger, fear. And I had a guy that, that I worked with uh, maybe seven years ago. I said, you need to go talk to the, to the leader. Yeah. And, and, you know, because he was holding some things and, and he talked to me a little bit about it, but he really didn't want to go talk to that guy no. about it. And it was toxic. It was yeah. and festering. Um, it literally yeah, poisonous. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what toxic Great means. word is festering. It's like an open wound it, and it's and it's not getting better. Yeah. And then it's getting gangrene and it's affecting. And, you know, what do they you do there? You either, you know, uh, clean out the wound and cut it out or you end up losing your leg and hopefully that's all or the whole company. I mean, I think the first thing you need to do whenever you have somebody that's dealing with uh, being toxic and you work with them, this may not be fun. fun and I, I, I really struggle with this because I think it may be a strength that I have um, and I'm not, so I'm not sure everybody thinks the same way I do this. I kind of usually meet it head on. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. One, go ahead. And ask them questions like what is, and, and help them see they're being toxic. I, I guess it's the big word that nobody likes to say in life and business, but it's reality. It's confrontation. Hmm. And you remember what I used to always tell you about confronting, and you might not have ever illustration of, uh, I confronted you guys when you were two or three years old, when you had a, an electric hanger and you were walking over <laughs> towards the outlet where you plug in the iron or whatever. Just had this with Soren, found yep. him. He caught him before he did it, folks. He, he didn't die, but he was definitely trying to put something metal in a socket. Yep. And, and you say no. Yeah. And somebody would say, uh, well, that's not, con-. and you are confronting and you don't want him to have a perm. Right? You're stopping. Someone's watched too much Home Alone. I don't think that's the. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah. The nicer way to say it, a perm. Yeah. I think when someone's dealing with it, and by the way, um, you're not, when you have that confrontation and that conversation, it may take some time for that person to recognize it, give them that time. The second thing about whole working with people that is helping, yeah. trying to help them, is sometimes you work with people who are toxic. And I'm going to say something here sure. that I thought about when we were talking about this subject, and we were meditating on how, what we could share. If I knew that I was going to be in a situation at work mm-hmm. that wasn't going to get fixed, and there was no way to get a mediator, and I was going to have to stay in a situation where there was a lack of integrity and a lack of energy that was, I even I hate to use it, but 
a proper, sweet, humble, godly spirit, aka bringing good energy. Sure. I'd probably move on. Yeah. I'd move on just like a companion of fools would be destroyed because, and this is... It's never going to get better. Right. And, and everybody out there right now is going, but that's the only job I got in. in it. Well, first of all, I, I before I would st- was thinking this early on in COVID, I'd say, man, if you got a job, be glad you got a job. And I, the second thing I'd say now, hey, if you don't have a job, you could probably get a job in COVID because yeah. there's work out there because it seems like everybody wants the free pass right now. And I sound so harsh, but well, there's only... No, there's good jobs out there. Yeah. There's a, uh, yeah, it's staying yep. in a situation that is toxic will impact who you are. It'll wear you out. Yeah. And so, I think you try to work with people, but if they don't want to work with the scenario, okay? And there's still this toxic spirit, I Life's too short, and it sounds really dramatic, maybe because I'm 59 now and yeah. I'm looking, but I don't want to work somewhere where it's there's going to be a waste of time and um, and people don't want to grow and change and learn. Well, and there's a really interesting thing you mentioned there. What the It's come up a couple times, the stat that I've seen. The number one reason people leave jobs is because of bad management. Yeah, I, is that the right term? I mean, and I'm not questioning, but bad leadership or bad management, same thing. The, the their direct supervisor, right? You know, and so uh, I I wanted to go back to uh, a little bit of the identification and just to oh, okay, no, it, it's good because you kind of already hit on it. A couple other things: uh, toxic people create deceit around them. They make you want to lie about things because you don't trust them, and that's something you can check on yourself. Like, am I constantly lying? Like. And if you're okay with that, you need to, maybe I'm the problem. But, um, and the other thing is they often assume the worst and they complain. And so, uh, refocusing on gratitude is, is one way to Ooh. deal with that. But another one that's just really good, and you kind of mentioned this, there's confrontation. And then um, you don't want to deal with the negative emotion. So you just, like, you don't talk to that person about issues. But you don't even have to talk to them about issues sometimes. Sometimes if you just say, well, this is how uh, this is how this situation is making me feel, right? Uh, or, hey, I saw that you did this. Can you explain that? And just, and so, and I guess, you know, it, some of this is confrontational. Some of this is like, hey, why are we here? Which isn't necessarily direct confrontation. And you just bring it back to because someone's dwelling on something else. And you look at that and it's. If you are, the more explicit and more honest you are, the more that you will flush that out and deal with it. And that can, that often is confrontation, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes if you just focus focus on being authentic and genuine and sharpen yourself, like uh, in, in a team meeting being like, okay, so what's, like bring the meeting back, okay, what's the goal here? And it, sometimes that'll help you see when someone's toxic or they're just having a bad day because they'll let themselves refocus. But someone who's really toxic is going to just keep complaining, right? That's like, it's interesting. It's one of those things we don't talk about. There's a lot of sins in the Bible, like this is an abomination to the Lord. You know, it's one we don't talk about is gossip and division. And so that, and that's all part of this whole deceit thing, like how they talk about other people, how they like make it so other people don't want to talk to them because they know that there's going to be this emotional discharge. Um, And I think... In terms of, and this goes back to what you were saying about being willing to stay or having to leave, right? Yep. The situation. Yep. So, and every situation is going to be a little different with how you leave, how you stay. Understand the cost of being around a toxic person. 
Because I think a lot of times we just think day to day, you have to be like, okay, in this situation, like if this person's toxic, but they're going to leave in an hour, do I really want to deal with it? Probably not. Right. But if like, hey, this person's in my church or this person's in my family or this person is at my job, how do I deal with this toxic? Like, well, I'm going to be with this person for the next five years. Am I willing to deal with this, this thing that happened? And if I continue to allow it to grow, it'll probably get worse. Right. It's always. I mean, if it's... And so you have to understand the cost. And if you're willing to like, and that lets you, you have to look ahead. Um, and this is understanding the cost of being. If you're going to deal with it, fix it, it's not just going to be one conversation. No. It's an ingrained habit. Right. And that's a big thing, too, because the cost of fixing it is going to be a lot. Like, yeah, when you, you deal with someone who has a habit of doing this kind of stuff, they're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right, that's dumb. They might say that, and they'll, and they might even start working on it, but they're still going to keep doing it a, they, yeah, little by little. They have a ch- challenge of a habit. I want to s- say this to the uh, listeners, because you did it. One of the things you might have caught, and if you didn't, I'm going to ask that you um, reflect, take uh, two minutes back in PJ's conversation. I want you to notice how PJ did something in dealing with somebody that's toxic. He asked them open-ended questions. He didn't say, why are you complaining? That's not the question to ask. Well, I'll tell you why I'm complaining. This sucks. That sucks. You suck. Everything sucks. That's what the conversation will be. But if you were to say, hey, tell me how we got here. And even this, the question you asked where, can you explain to me, um, you know, what, what's, what you're feeling right now? Because I think that's different than being pointed and saying, you're, you're gossiping or you're complaining or you're saying, you're trying to find out the, the, what's the heart issue. The trigger for them, yeah, and you're showing empathy and concern, and then um, even this, you said um, something about trying to really help somebody, and and then you know, and, and if you have to move on, and I used to tell people this all the time, and I've done this mm-hmm. in Connecticut, I did it in Florida, I did it in Indiana, and I did it in Wisconsin, and I've been blessed in all those places. Loved where I worked, and I don't feel like I was a toxic person. I pray I wasn't. How you leave is more important than how you came. Hmm. Yes. You get what you, what, uh, and part of the reason we're able to be with nations of coaches and we have partners yeah. in the, this, this ministry, and that's what I consider them, not donors. Any good and perfect gift that comes from above, and they are part of that. Any yeah. good, all right. It's how you leave. Yeah. And, you don't want to be toxic. You don't want to point in. You just want to say, I think it's best for me to move forward. But as I'm going back to what you said, I just love that you had open-ended questions. Don't yeah. say, are, do you complain a lot? What are they going to say? <laughs> let uh, other people, let the other person convict themselves, especially yeah. in front of other people. Well, it's not even convict, uh, confess. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like open up and say, yeah, this is what I'm struggling with. And you know what? Sometimes there's toxicity. I've said that a couple of times. I'm really not sure how good a word that is. Sure. But sometimes it's not, there was miscommunication which led to this, and it could have been, it can be, uh, it could have been, um, I'm thinking of the right word, averted. Yes. Okay. And the, or it can be fixed. Yeah. And 
uh, amended bones supposedly is stronger. I don't know if I really believe. I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor. I think if it I still break works. Up, that's the yeah. important thing. <laughs> I'm 59. I think if my bones break now, it's tougher. You talk about a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, uh, so I like that. I think open ended questions is huge as you're dealing with it. Yeah, and I think that goes along well everything we just said. Uh, one thing I immediately thought of when we were talking about this is it. I should have looked it up beforehand. Matthew 19? Yes. When we talk about Matthew 19, and uh, in all these cases, how you deal with someone like this. So there is removing yourself, and I would caution you not to remove someone too quickly. You right. like ask nope. these questions, right? Yep. But when you talk about uh, the proper way to deal with someone like this, the Bible gives a great model. Great really, model or the only model? Yeah, <laughs> the best model. I mean, there's other models for doing it, but it's, it, I don't know that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you this, that I, I had somebody that called me in the business world and they it was not a church situation and they were not uh, believers. And that's great. I mean, I was, they said, Pete, I got this problem with a coworker. What should I do? And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is go to them one, one-on-one. One-on-one. That's yep. good. And if that doesn't work, get your supervisor involved. And they're like, oh. and if that doesn't work, you're probably going to need to go to HR. Yeah. Okay. They're like, you know, that is unbelievable advice. <laughs> and I took it in and acted yeah. like I was all that in a bag of chips. And then I finally said, well, that's not me. Okay. That's yeah. exactly what God says. Oh, really? Yeah. The idea of esca- slowly escalating it, give people time. Like, don't like immediately, you know, we want to do French revolutions. Like, hey, I, I you know, I didn't even, t- I haven't talked to you yet, but I'm just going to accuse you in front of everybody with a guillotine, right? Like, that's not, um, though, and there is the one other thing I would add to this is if someone does something publicly that is clearly wrong, yes. you do have to deal with it publicly. publicly. I agree. And that's, I mean, we see that with uh, Paul and Peter, which remember, Peter's an apostle and he still does something to threaten the gospel. And Paul's like, no, you did this right. publicly. So and, and, then, and, 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 and as much mind. as it was straightforward, and I don't want to use the word harsh, yeah. but strong, yeah. it wasn't evil. It wasn't, you're a heretic, I don't like you. It wasn't personal. It was proper. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out. I yeah. was with a guy yesterday. He's yeah. a dean of students at a school. Yeah. And I, this is funny because you know me, man. I was a dean of students. And he got a call from a teacher. Okay. And she said, we need to have a meeting with all the ninth graders. And he goes... And I'm listening to the conversation. Yeah. And he goes, um, why do we need to do that? She, one of the boys used a bad word. Okay. And he goes, we need to meet with all the ninth graders and their parents. That's what the lady said. Holy Moses. And he goes, uh, let me talk to you about that. And they got off the phone. I'm looking at him. And he, the scope of the issue, like, okay. Yeah. And he, first of all, said, I'm not even sure the kid did it. We yeah. have a parent meeting? Yeah. What's every parent going to do? Like, Why am I in this meeting? Yeah. And like, talk to this kid individually. That's an overreach. And so I, I, I go back to what you're saying. Proper timing, proper place. Yes. It, if it can be Hear done. both sides. That's yeah. a good example of that. Like, Yeah. Uh, in Proverbs talks about, you know, the first cause. You hear the first cause. Oh, yeah. You got it wrong. I agree with you. You got host. Then you hear the other person. You go. Oh, oh, maybe that's not what happened. And you know what? You have this go on every day. Because Soren comes and Finn comes. Finn's not sharing with me. Soren hit me. Did you hit Soren? 
Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because you folks can't see PJ's eyes. They went back and forth as Finn's trying to figure out how to say yes without convicting himself. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but boy, I, and I really, when you said, let's talk about toxic people. Let's talk about let's talk about how to deal with toxic people. Yeah, there might be some people out there going, "Why would you even bring this subject up?" Or, "Man, I'm glad you brought the subject up." I don't want to not have God's grace and mercy be involved. That God can heal people. Yes, emotionally, mentally, physically. Obviously, He's the spiritual healer. But we also talked about, and I think this is where how we should finish, you know, a companion of fools should be destroyed. There are some people that are so um, hurt and are unwilling to um, address those areas in their life. You may have to just say, until this point. And mm-hmm. then the question is, how do you do that? It depends on the situation. I think it does. And sometimes you're point blank with them. Yeah. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you just... I just don't think of it's best. I, I have done this. Yeah. When I when I became a believer, I had some friends yeah. and they thought I was cuckoo all of a sudden. And yeah. I was, I am. You know. <laughs> but I just I didn't have to ask them not to hang around me anymore. Yeah. They didn't want to hang around me. Right. Because my values and my focus and my prayerfully energy mm-hmm. was headed in a different direction than they wanted to go. Yep. And especially when you're young, now that they're older, I think they miss that and they're looking for it because there's the, you know, the gospel is that good and powerful and real and people are asking bigger questions. But I think that's, that's something that has to be thought about by all of us. Is that? Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think, uh, you said, mentioned something there. I don't like to write people off and that can be a strength and a weakness, but I look at this and what we're talking about, it's like. If you do feel the need or you feel like you are required to deal with someone who is toxic, just understand, and this is something that I've recently been learning, and this is why I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about this, understand the cost of keeping them in your life and understand the cost, how much it will take to bring them around to a place where they're not like that. And so can you do that at the cost of other people who aren't toxic in your life. And so those are the things you have to ask yourself. And that's where you have to make those kind of decisions. Um, and what I, I think this leads in great because I think uh, to the next episode that I want to do with you, which is uh, how do you find good people? How do you find people who will help you grow? How do you find a mentor? How do you find someone that you can mentor? How do you find good peers? And because we don't want to just focus on the negative, right? How do you find good people? And so you also have to always consider like, well, I, I mean, you can, you can hang out with this person who's toxic, but there's probably someone in your life that you should be hanging out who will make you a better person. And so, uh, I, I just, I want to encourage people because one of the biggest indicators of uh, success in your own life, and I think spiritual growth and what you can do for the kingdom of God is going to be those closest to you. Well, if there's energy vampires, there's blood transfusers, you know, uh, sp- <laughs> enc- encouraging blood transfusers. And I, I've, I, I think um, there are a number of people that I've had privilege to 
be around that when you get around them, you're encouraged. And it's, it's important to, that we do that for others. Um, I think that's a great subject to address next time. Really excited about it. If you learned something today, please share. And uh, thank you, Dad, for... Uh... You're welcome. And share away, folks. Share away <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, man. Appreciate you. Thank uh, you. Love you, too. See you, man.